0: What's up, everybody? Tyler here from the Anti Hero Podcast, and I'm selling out for an ad. However, none of this would be possible on the audio platforms without Spotify for Podcasters. Spotify for Podcasters allows me to record, edit, and distribute to all audio platforms for the Anti Hero Podcast. So if you're thinking about starting a podcast, all you need is a mic and a computer. Hell, I don't even think you need that. I think you literally just need your phone. Spotify for Podcasters is for you. So give them a try.
1: We were sitting in the living room. The It was an open concept, so that table was behind the couch that I was nowhere near mm. doing laundry, and it mm. across the floor, and my friend was like, what was that? And I was like, "Um, that was the ghost, and she was like, I'm going to go home. I'm like, wish you wouldn't, but all right. Yeah. <laughs> don't leave me here alone.
0: <laughs> I don't know how this happened. All right. Wow! All right, welcome to the Anti air Podcast. We had a uh, we had a, a cancellation today, which always sucks. But uh, um, I don't think they we have to have us like a schedule. We have to film all the time. Um, we rescheduled it, but just in case, you know, the the person that was coming is is a super busy person, like very busy. So um, uh, we wanted me and my wife or the producer Kendra. Me and Kendra wanted to do a uh, an episode with um, about paranormal and how what we do for fun and you know we ghost hunt essentially or investigate paranormal entities and I you know we like to uh, get into the demon stuff so again if this ain't for you um, you're not into that stuff or you think that. Uh, entities are going to come out of the tv and get you because you're watching a a youtube video on it then skip over it but uh yeah this one's the uh the paranormal episode do you want to introduce yourself i think everybody pretty knows
1: everyone uh, yeah i've already been on here
0: yeah you've been on here and you do all the stuff behind the uh Mm -hmm. Computer, when we me and Sam shoot our stuff, so
1: so if you have a problem with the way an episode goes, it's my
0: fault. <laughs> At least you're not gonna have two dudes interrupting you every time you try to talk. This oh time.
1: my god, that was like the number one critique from that episode that I got from people. Yeah, that we know personally.
0: Same, that was it. She was on the the female perspective episode, and I, me and Sam, uh, I guess cut her off a lot, which <laughs> and I noticed um, it. That happens when there's two dudes and one woman
1: or two women and one man I feel like the women would do the same yeah. thing to the guy yeah probably <laughs>
0: It was definitely like it's a it's a fight like we did the uh we re- I did the uh Satanic Temple episode and she like had to it was me and the dude talking back before and and she came in and she had to like make herself known in the conversation and then uh and then we just did another one and uh, today I, and I I filmed a punk rock cops remote were, were with two people as a remote podcast with the mm-hmm. punk rock punk rock cops crew. Um, I, I tried to make it a point not to like talk, like yeah. let her talk and then not have like zoom's helpful, I guess. And you know, you can see the, the little boxes of people. So if, if you haven't seen somebody talking a while, you can be like, Oh shit, we need to open the floor right. for them. All right. The paranormal. Mm-hmm. So when did you start? Getting into <laughs> that stuff. Like, when did it... Not interest you. Because I know you watched Ghost Hunters when you were... Ghost Adventure, when you were... Yeah. In high school or middle school. But, like, when did you actually start, like, getting into it?
1: Trying to, like, communicate and stuff like yeah. that? It wasn't until, like... I guess you could consider it recently. Like, maybe within the last eight years. That's not recent. Mm-hmm. No. But the first time I experienced like a paranormal f- encounter I was probably 13 I mean kids see ghosts and stuff all the time but I don't I didn't really pay attention until then so that's you why I, I say recent. I didn't see one but our house had one and I would hear it things would fall off the walls in front of me toilets would flush in the middle of the night could be explained say, but to,
0: to uh, what do voices? you call them? person's um, Skeptics. skeptics, that's easily explainable.
1: Yes, and maybe we should talk about our beliefs first. And it might clear up some stuff while we're talking about, you know, our, our hunts and stuff.
0: What, what do you, okay, you start.
1: So, obviously we believe in an afterlife. Yeah. We believe that humans have souls. Mm-hmm. Uh, we believe that when you pass away... It's, you know, your physical body passing, but your soul continues in another vibration or plane, or some people call it heaven, hell, purgatory, whatever. Um, And I I think that, I don't know how to explain this without getting into, like, a really big rabbit hole, but basically some souls can communicate with us when they pass because they have... Not unfinished business, but something, a message, or I don't know. I guess you could call it unfinished business. But I also think that, again, we're going to start going down a rabbit hole, so I'm trying to keep it short, but um, I think that once you go, like, we're on one plane, and spirit energy lives on another plane, and they can communicate through the planes to us a lot easier than we can to them, if that makes any sense. Because we're bound to physical.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, because they use um, Because the bad ones use low frequencies, right?
1: That's what they say, yeah. Oh, mm.
0: right, yeah, so the, my belief system is that uh, I don't necessarily, I believe that souls, uh, uh, yeah, it's kind of hard <laughs> to do. I don't really believe in like, Uh. A heaven and hell where like you die and then you go to heaven and you're like oh and like we're all wearing halos and like hey it's heaven like i don't i think that your your soul leaves your body and is is your soul there's no talking to like a soul doesn't talk a soul doesn't write a soul doesn't feel categorized feelings i think this is my opinion you know it's just your soul and like cuz you had a near death experience well you've had a couple but the one where you like when people die they'll sit there and tell you straight up i felt euphoric cuz i learned this from you you want to explain it i don't want to tell your story yeah
1: i can i can tell a story all right go. um i've only had one near death experience i've almost died a couple of times but the they call it a near death experience oh, okay. when yeah all right Um, I was like 17 and I had walking pneumonia for like a really long time. didn't know it. And I woke up one night really, really sick. I went to bed congested and I took a mucinex, which is why I don't, I'm so paranoid to take mucinex now because this happened. But I took a mucinex, um, went to bed and I woke up like the sickest I have probably ever felt. I felt like I was dying. It was like... I woke up because I was thirsty, like ridiculously thirsty. And then I was sick to my stomach and I was running to the bathroom to puke and I passed out while I was running. I remember like hitting the wall and I crawled to the toilet and I just started puking and I was puking so hard I like passed out again. And when I woke up, I was, I was looking at myself and my mom from the ceiling like I could see myself pass out on the floor, and my mom on the phone. I could hear her calling the ambulance. I could hear her giving them directions. And I was very aware that I was dying. Like I knew that's what was happening.
0: But you said you felt no, no feeling. It no was bad like, feelings. No way. Like. It was
1: the most peaceful. And I, I don't want to like. <laughs> I don't want to encourage anybody to do anything stupid. So this is just my experience. And don't um, kill yourself. Man. Yeah. Yeah i'm not trying to glorify being dead okay i'm just saying what happened but it was like the most overwhelming sense of acceptance and peace and like totally fine it was very it was euphoric like you said it was like when you get a blanket out of a dryer and you wrap it around you and you just like melt into it that's kind of how it felt
0: yeah and um
1: And then I watched the firefighters come in and then I saw them pick me up and they brought me to my mom's bed and I woke up when they were working on me.
0: Did they give you CPR?
1: No. I don't think so. No. I would know. Uh That shit hurts.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So um, that I think that anyways, why, why souls, decide to stay well okay because when you look into ghosts and you look into like haunted places we've found out that there's some it's not necessarily a wandering soul. It's like remnants of residual energy. Residual energy like what used to be. So you know like when you hear like things like bump in or you'll hear hear something it could be ah, without getting into like, crazy like time things too you know? so
1: you want me to explain like this the theory behind it sure so it's called the stone tape theory and what it is is basically any sort of everything operates on a vibration a frequency our brains you know everything operate on these frequencies and that's kind of the basis of what like people when you say high frequency or low frequency or whatever that's the vibration of the energy (laughs) that's coming at you or wherever you're at anyway um when traumatic events happen that's why they're always like scary because when something traumatic Mm -hmm. happens it's a very like Rapid change of frequency, rapid change of energy, and it's an extreme like like a murder, like a let's say a guy murders his whole family. That energy that comes off that, the frequencies from the emotions that your brain puts off, and all the craziness. Yeah. Um, I'm not an expert, obviously, so please bear with me explaining this. Well, but I just it seeps it seeps into organic materials because. They are also they also have frequencies, and essentially the stone tape theory says that when you see the same thing over and over, like the lady in white coming down the stairs, and then she screams at the end of the stairs,
0: That'd it's be like horrifying.
1: projecting that over and over and over, like it's a movie. Yeah, like a it's lot projecting of people the don't
0: they underestimate. Or I don't know if "underestimate" is the word. They don't take into account the the science behind all this. Like, I mean.
1: Like, Believe it or not, don't, not based on how I'm explaining this, there is science behind it. Yeah, I mean, there's <laughs> it a really lot of
0: energy, just energy in general. Like, um, We all give off energy, right?
1: Yeah, oh, um, we all have energy fields around us because we interact with the, what the hell is it called? The electromagnetic fields of the earth. Mm. That's why you can feel like when people walk up behind you, but you can't see them, but you know someone's behind you. You can feel drops in air pressure. Some people get, like, knee issues or, like, the hair stands up on your, on end if you encounter somebody you don't like or you don't, you think they're dangerous. Like, that's all your energy interacting with the energy around you. Um, but, yeah, what were you saying? <laughs> It's very uh, easy to lose my. It's just that. that
0: there's if you if you like I I encourage a skeptic to look into what they can mm-hmm. measure because it's the you know the electromagnetic field is a, a huge uh, a way to calibrate uh, the paranormal. Um, so, like. Well, Alright, so I don't want to bore them too much. We'll get into some stories. And maybe the stories then we can, after we tell some stories. I just
1: want to say real quick, I just thought about this. Um, what the Bleep Do We Know is a documentary or some sort of movie thing. It's on YouTube. It's a, a quantum physics documentary, but it honestly really puts oh, all this into perspective. So if you have the time and you want to watch it, that's a really good yeah, one to is, watch. Is actually, it makes a lot. It makes it make a lot more sense. Yeah.
0: I was to, I'll try to remind, remember to put a link in the description. Uh, it does talk about how it, like energy flows, right? And cells and.
1: Yeah. Like one of the experiments they do, we, you know, I, I think we all saw it probably as kids is the ping pong ball that gets vibrated. And after a certain level of vibration, like the frequency, the higher it gets, the faster it goes. And eventually it becomes invisible to the naked eye. And that's kind of how you would explain mm. like an interdimensional being or a ghost. You can't see them, but they're there because they're on such a high level of well, vibration. Well, yeah, I yeah.
0: think that ghosts too. they um, like they they wander around. I, I don't know. I'm further expanding my mind on this stuff every day. So it's kind of hard. Like what I believed a year ago, is not like I'm, but you know, like I believe that there's beings that can, because we operate on the third dimension, right? So we're walking around what we touch, feel. uh, Some people can see things that other people can't. I mean, I mean, that's pretty cool, but I think that they're seeing like we, our dimension is third very high intellectual beings and positive stuff. The, their vibration levels put, put them on the fourth dimension, which, you know, aliens essentially would be the high, the high frequency, uh, very smart beings. But, um, and then the low, the second dimension is where like dark, low energy, like demons lurk. Right.
1: That's what I've read. I've, I've got all kinds of like books and and documentaries that I will tell you about. You can put them in the description for everybody to watch. Um, that's the best way because to me, I can absorb some of this knowledge, but saying it is hard for me to do, and I end up just confusing people because I, I forget the terminology because it's not something I use in my everyday. But it's very interesting, and it, the dimensions, the way that it was explained to me. The way I've seen it, you know, demonstrated is the time and space is like in a grid basically. Uh, I think you're
0: gonna lose everybody when you try to explain this.
1: Yeah, just watch just we'll, watch the stuff and read the books. We'll, so we'll I'll keep <laughs> tell it you what they are. Spooky. So okay. I read
0: <laughs> one time we went on a ghost hunt in St. Augustine no. We went to Savannah, Georgia. Mm. Now, mind you, I had gotten so Super drunk the night prior, and uh, put all my weight on a broken Adirondack chair and <laughs> smashed my face on the pavement and busted my like like I looked like I got in a fist fight. But um, after that, we the next day we went on a ghost tour. We went through this courtyard. Right, it was like, what what was the premise of that courtyard? What was the whole point of it?
1: Um, so in Savannah they have like the court the squares everywhere the town squares or whatever and in this one the story behind it was there was some sort of like hoodoo or v- or voodoo sorry if i'm mixing that up but um they trapped a demon in this square because it was terrorizing people like way back in the 1800s or whenever mm. it was and they trapped this entity in this square and now that's where it lives basically
0: yeah well it the weirdest shit is is that, no, I had a fresh, like, like you know, it hurt. Like, my my face hurt. Not only did the skin hurt, but my nose hurt, like, because I smashed my whole head on the pavement. But um, we were walking. We split up in this courtyard. And I remember looking up. And Did I talk shit? Did I say anything?
1: I don't think so. I don't remember.
0: Yeah, it was a long time ago. I don't think I talked any shit, but it felt like someone went, Bam! It flicked me right in the nose. It brought tears to my eyes, and uh, I like. And then the the tour guide was like, "Oh yeah, that was him. He likes to uh, he you know he likes something
1: through." I watched some something like a twig came out, and it wasn't like falling from the tree. It came at like an angle, like right at you, like something threw it at you. And we were the only people standing around there.
0: Oh, I got hit with a twig.
1: Yeah, oh, I, I even... watched it happen. I was like, "Holy shit!" Oh yeah! It like came out of nowhere, and I think we were trying, we were asking questions and stuff, because this tour had equipment, which was cool.
0: Ah, that makes sense. Then I got hit with a twig because it felt like something hit in the face,
1: and it wasn't windy. It wasn't like it could have just been like in a gust. It looked like someone threw it at you. It was pretty wild. Ah. Ew.
0: Yeah, Um, we've done other ghost tours. Ghost tours are fun because. You gotta check yourself. One, two. (laughs)
1: Okay.
0: Ghost tours are fun. Um, They're they're fun to do, but you're not gonna really if you if you really want to investigate the paranormal, you you can't really go on a an amateur ghost tour. But (laughs) they're fun to do as far as especially like the the history and this uh, about why things are haunted. But when you go with a group of like thirty people, that's not. That's not really ghost hunting. It's not. You know what I'm saying?
1: They do. Well, you have to make it palatable to people because not everybody, you know, either likes that or they don't know much about it. But it's more of like a history. A lot of them are a lot more like history or they just tell spooky stories and then you walk through the town. Mm -hmm. You don't stand there and like communicate. And yeah,
0: we go to St. Augustine a lot. Uh, We don't necessarily. That's a super haunted city just because of all the violence that happened there when the Spanish-American War, right?
1: Many many wars. Yeah. That place has been around Many many since, wars. And
0: yeah. uh uh and we've been to Savannah once to do ghost stuff. But w- when we go back there, we're going to They got a hotel where you can stay at where like it's haunted by one particular ghost. And this isn't residual energy. This is like she like takes the covers off and right? Is it the chick or the dude?
1: It's the guy. The
0: guy cuz she he was an abuser and he abused her and she killed him and then she stuffed him in the wall and then the
1: yeah the guy <laughs> that it was her it was either like a stalker boyfriend or a fiance which are very different but that's the way my brain's remembering it and he would like creep it she lived there and he would like creep into her room at night and try to like you know have sex with her and she the story goes that she killed him with a one of those giant candelabras, mm-hmm. and w- one of the bellhops, or the—I don't know—one of the guys that worked at the hotel knew the situation and helped her hide the body. She never got caught, but you know the rumors were going around, and then they did renovations on it like years, yeah, years, and years she later. Was dead. She was dead, and they found his body <laughs> in the walls.
0: <laughs> so yeah, and then that—that that, so I guess he haunts that place. And that's what that'll that'll keep a haunting there especially if you if you keep a body or a body part or anything that like a weapon that was used to kill people that makes sense
1: yeah the ener- the energies again that come off of those things it sounds so woo woo when you say energy but that I don't know how else to put it that's what it is
0: how many uh how many uh Vietnamese people, do you think your grandfather killed with that dagger? Vietnamese. That, yeah. Viet people from Vietnam.
1: The way you said Vietnamese. V- or Vietnamese. So. Vietnamese.
0: Vietnamese.
1: Vietnamese.
0: Vietnamese. There
1: you go. Anyway, I don't know.
0: Vietnamese. <laughs> he's got a. He's killed a couple of them, right? And that thing's. Uh, yeah. I mean, he had to. Statistically, he was a Green Beret in Vietnam, so I'm sure he. And that thing's sitting in our closet.
1: I've heard some stories that that's a whole other episode. I could talk about my grandpa for a whole episode. Yeah, maybe that's why
0: our last house was haunted.
1: I don't think so. But I don't know. That knife, I don't know if, I don't know. Oh, we got to tell the. He never told my. He never brought that stuff home. So my mom doesn't really know stories. He, He would tell my dad some stuff, but who knows? Yeah. He well, was a family guy. He didn't talk about that stuff.
0: So, let's just get let's talk about Bonnie. Let's see. Okay. You tell the story. Go.
1: Okay. Um, if you've been following Tyler for a while, you've probably heard like the summarized version of this before. He did a little um, <laughs> a little Instagram <laughs> reel. Yeah, I did a TikTok. He did a TikTok about it. Um. Just. To start, I hate saying this because I'm like, God, I sound so cringy, but I feel like I'm a, I'm sensitive mm-hmm. to certain stuff. I'm not saying I'm a psychic. I'm not saying I see ghosts. I'm just saying some people are more like sensitive to it or they're open to it. And you can be a sensitive and not realize it if you don't believe, like if you don't open yourself to it. Anyway, um, so I'm working during COVID and I'm bored because there's nothing going on. And I was assigned to this like neighborhood that's like half developed. It's out in the middle of nowhere. Kind of anyway. You're a cop. Yes. I'm a cop at the time. I'm driving up and down the streets and I see this like little fake bouquet of flowers on a corner of like a dirt road out there. And I'm morbidly curious. So I google that intersection and there was a woman that had been found strangled in a vehicle at that intersection and i just got like kind of obsessed with something about that really like snagged me i don't know why because i read i'm a true crime junkie like i love true crime stuff that and i was a cop so obviously like i was around it a lot but that one just really stuck with me i don't know why i felt bad for her they never caught her murderer
0: yeah because she was a Well, she was a a, she was a prostitute, and I actually talked about this whole this whole thing Mm -hmm. earlier today when I did a remote (laughs) podcast. But um, she was a prostitute, and some some crimes get investigated a little bit more in depth or longer than others, especially when unfortunately when well, uh, my family, my uncle was murdered, and my family stayed on law enforcement in that county enough to where cold case solved it and they just now got warrants for arrest. But anyways, so but a prostitute unless that, you know, if there's no leads and there's no one saying, "Hey, have you, you know, my sister, my daughter, my mom, you know. If there's no one doing that, there's other cases that are piling up."
1: Well, there was a guy and and I can't find the the report. I've tried to read it and I can't I couldn't find it in the our death database. Report? the investigation yeah i couldn't find anything on it
0: because you were a cop at the time so you had a database that you yeah. could look at and you, and you weren't able to find anything on her
1: no and it was not active it was not like it was some sensitive high profile case like it was
0: yeah i would i would understand if if the investigated part of it wasn't like uh, Accessible because as cops, you don't have the ability to read, I don't think, major crimes reports. Like, you can read property reports, even like persons' reports of crimes against people, but I don't think, as a street cop, with the database that you use, you can access like major crime and homicide i don't think the way
1: they do their reports and their investigations they don't do them they don't use the same kind of stuff i mean when they do 707s you're using the same software and everything but when you like incident reports and stuff like that that all goes into the rms system that was the system that we used and at that level i don't think they're doing like as a street you're doing everything on but you
0: couldn't even find the original report of a dead
1: no. Person. The suspicious person report or the initial death report, I couldn't find it and it could have just been an operator error, Interesting. but Interesting. Anyway, so there were leads that I heard from other people who had worked at the agency who remember that case. Oh, really? She was a she lived with a guy who was like a pimp kind of, and he lived in that neighborhood. Hmm. And one of the girls one of the girls that lived there with her was very like he he fucking did it. He absolutely did it, but nobody looked into it because they were all drug addicts, long h- criminal history records, prostitutes, like, you know, some kids walk. The way she was found was she was at a bus stop in her car.
0: Yeah, she got strangled in her car, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Which is another very odd.
0: Yeah. All right. So she gets strangled in her car and then boom, That ha- all that happens. We 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 roll up couple years later years yeah after it happened
1: oh after it happened yeah yeah
0: yeah so uh we start doing an investigation uh if i missed anything stop me but uh kendra immediately feels like this was the kicker for me is that kendra felt something drawing her there and when we got there we started to, you took photographs mm-hmm. Without me or I there, we the were there. Orbs. You, you and I were both there. The orbs, right? Yeah, they we were, were fucking insane. There was blue orbs
1: everywhere. Like and people just to make this point. Yes, I recognize that orbs can also be dust. However, not these. I do when I take photos and I feel like I have an orb, especially outside. I was on a dirt road totally understand as a skeptic you'd look at that and be like oh you're walking around there's dust so i did a test i did test photos i have the photos we can put them up somewhere um and i take photos very quickly in sequence dust orbs go up and they settle a lot of them are not colored they're like Clear, gray. White, gray, clear. These were blue. These were brilliant electric blue. With, I, yeah.
0: They look like molecule. Like you can see. Like, and they come and they go.
1: Like they're not lingering in the air like yeah. a dust particle would. Yeah, yeah so it's very we, interesting. We
0: took photos and there was blue orbs everywhere. They were everywhere. And so like you know, looking back on it, I believe that that was like Bonnie going, dude. These guys are cops and they're looking into my shit. Like, I need to get their attention, like, because, you know, they're cops. They're going to figure they're going to try and help me, you know. And you felt like something was oppressing you there.
1: Yeah, I I get just what, like, a, like a feeling. I get what they call intuitive dumps is what they call it. Dumps. <laughs> <laughs> What's that, Djibouti Dub? <laughs> Look at this dark dump. <laughs> Anyway, um, <laughs> so good. we had to bring Sticky. some comic
0: relief <laughs> into it.
1: So yes, I get what they call intuitive dumps, and I'm gonna get so many hate comments for that. Mm-hmm. I'm again, I, I don't kinda I don't like talking about this because people think I'm freaking insane, but I get just like I just know things. Yeah. <laughs> I feel things and I know things. This is sounding so dumb, but I just had this impression that um, there was something else there with her that was keeping her bound to the spot. I don't know if it was something that was attached to her in this life that caused her to be addicted to drugs. I don't you know what I'm saying Well
0: when you live a dark life, you can things will, things will find you. You become a beacon in yeah. the night
1: because you are letting your, your guard down that you are naturally born with. We are born with filters you know. and when you use drugs, alcohol, anything, it kind of t- it takes them down. Yeah, so. yeah.
0: and so we... <clears throat> she got the feeling that there was something there holding her down. So if, like, you know, you live a life of drugs and prostitution, um, you're going to open yourself up and something will take advantage of, you know... Like, there are... There's ways for souls to be trapped in houses and trapped in certain areas because, you know, demonic entities want that as their possession. So that's where... I didn't know it was demonic. I believe it was demonic based off it what happened. It felt
1: demonic. It felt evil. If not yeah. demonic, it was I couldn't good. feel
0: anything, obviously, because I, I don't have the dump. But um, what happened later was probably the craziest thing that's ever happened to me in my entire life. To this day. I mean, yeah, I don't think so, I'll ever be able to top it.
1: So we go, we, him and I go a couple of times to this spot to investigate and... um. Well, no. Every time.
0: No, because as soon as you said the first time we were there, because you had been before me, we both went together. Mm-hmm. You said, hey, whatever's here, right? You need to let go of Bonnie. Bonnie's not yours.
1: Yeah, I was just making statements. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know if there's any science behind calling out entities. I just do it. I don't know. I don't know if it makes it worse. Probably should look into that before I do that again because I don't want to make things worse for somebody. But anyway. I'm going to torch you harder now. I just if you call out a spirit and I don't know. All anyway. right.
0: So you. Okay. So well, I, was I, trying, I interrupted you. Sorry.
1: I was trying to say that we had gone multiple times. I had driven by multiple times because I was out there all the time and I always felt like I couldn't get away from that corner. I felt like she was trying to talk to me. It felt I would, I'd roll up on the corner and I would get a wave of like nausea and just like anxiety. Like when you're running late to something and you're like, oh my God, I got to fucking go. Oh my God. And it was really intense. And so we kept going back multiple times. And then when when we called out whatever entity it was, a couple of days later, I'm driving around. I go back to that spot. I just would sit there with my window open and just open myself and to uh, anything. From Bonnie. Um, and I'm sitting there and my neck starts burning really bad like when you get like stinging nettles or poison ivy or something. You know wow. when like you get like an irritant on your skin. And I was worried that I'd been scratched because um, if you don't know evil spirit. some spirits can like touch you and scratch you, and it's, like, yeah, it not a good like a, sign. Like a burn. It's not a good sign when that happens. So, I'm taking photos of my neck, trying to see. I get away from the spot. I'm taking photos of my neck. I felt like something was in my backseat staring at me. Like, when you have a... Um, prisoner. When you have a prisoner, and they're, like, staring at you because they're pissed off, and they're banging their head on the cage, that's what it felt like. It felt like something was just... Get out! Get out of the car! Get the fuck away! Go! It was like very aggressive.
0: Dude, man, I'm getting goosebumps.
1: And I was like, I'm not. Fu- I was like, I'm not going anywhere. I said this out loud. I'm like, I'm not going anywhere. You know, don't touch me. And not even ten minutes later, you called me.
0: Yeah. So this is the this yeah. is where it gets crazy. So she was by herself. She was working. This was during COVID. Um, when she was working, I was doing dad, and then when I was working, she was doing mom because we have a a son. So, um, I was chilling. It was probably eight, seven or eight at night. I was chilling with Eli. Um, we were playing. I remember this. We were playing wrestling on Y uh, Y two. There's a <laughs> Xbox 360, and uh, and he goes, "Dad, you got scratches on your back." So I, um. Have him take a picture of it. And I have a set of scratches down the back of three, three,
1: three claw marks, like claw marks, three scratches. Like someone took three fingers and
0: yeah, down the middle of my back. Right. I was like, holy shit, that's wild. And then he goes, dad, you have another set of scratches on your back. No BS. And I had him take a picture of again in the time that he had taken the first picture. I had another set of claw marks. And I didn't feel this at all. Mind you, I didn't, this didn't, like, I didn't feel it happen to me. So it's not like I bumped up against something or my dog hit me. You know, these were were forming in real time. So um, I I didn't, I had no idea Kendra was doing any of that at the time either. So that happened in my son's bedroom. And then, yeah, what happened after that?
1: Well, you called me and I came home because the, place that i was working i didn't didn't
0: call you like
1: "Mm." no no you were just like oh my god look at this and i I, um the place that i was assigned to was not far from our house so i went home to check it out and these were like
0: they stayed yeah
1: they stuck around like it was like a scratch it wasn't a oh i bumped up against the counter and now i have a mark it was like Someone took three pencils and, like, scraped you with them. And
0: that sparks, like, a lot of interest for me because, you know, I don't know. if That's a different thrill right there. Um, Demon hunting. Like, something that can get you, like,
1: Mm.
0: you know, in ways that you can't get it. You know. And everybody's like, oh, my God, you got to stop. You got to be careful. You know, you got to.
1: You do uh, have to be careful because they. Are very deceptive and sneaky and they yeah you,
0: but I feel like I'm good it Is I live a righteous life but um, does that make sense?
1: Like, well they don't care <laughs> that's why it's dangerous because if you're opening yourself up to it and you're allowing it to get to you to the point where you're acknowledging it You've already opened the door and you sometimes cannot shut it. Well,
0: I forgot to tell you, I had the same. Oh, wait, did you take the pictures recently? I had scratches on my back again, but these ones didn't look like the first ones.
1: I don't remember that. I don't know what you're you're talking about. I'll post it,
0: but um, yeah, well, somebody took the pictures.
1: Your demon did. (laughs) (laughs) Selfie.
0: But yeah, so that was our Bonnie story. We
1: also had at that house...
0: Why'd you say "house like a Yankee at that house?
1: I don't know <laughs> at the house uh, at the house <laughs> at the house <laughs> um there was something there, and we had multiple friends experience it there, yeah, the
0: house that we lived in last time had something there, yeah. It was.
1: It would mimic Eli's voice.
0: Yeah, that was the fucking weirdest thing. I mean, that was probably the demon that I brought.
1: Oh yeah, it, it would. <laughs> I was sitting home alone. This would
0: happen to both of us. Yes, and my friends. When we were alone,
1: dude, our friends also experienced stuff. You there. only
0: had one friend. That I didn't see it. So I don't
1: have any friends. I don't have any friends. I didn't have any. So, I think that's whatever. I think it's connected. Personally, because we
0: would hear you. You know when your kid yells for you. Daddy, you would hear oh, that, yeah. And I like, and and he's not at home. There's no one there, and it's it was just.
1: It did that to you and me, didn't it?
0: Yeah. Oh, I don't know if it did it to you. It did it to me.
1: I would see the I would see the shadow the. Which shadow is? figures ducking behind places. I saw outlines of well, of, and then the men. chair
0: moved in front of. Morgan, right? The
1: chair, yeah. I was folding. I had a friend over and I was folding laundry, and the the house was all tile. And you had that, yeah, um, yeah,
0: tile floor. and We have these. Uh, it was actually the first couple podcasts were shot on that table. With these chairs and they're like met, they're metallic bottoms, mm-hmm. so they're like, when you, yeah, when you
1: scoot it across the tile yeah. floor, it's very loud and ear piercing. And we were sitting in the living room. The it was an open concept, so that table was behind the couch, that I was nowhere near doing laundry and it across the floor and my friend was like what was that and I was like um that was the ghost and she was like I'm gonna go home I'm like wish you wouldn't but all yeah (laughs) don't leave me here alone (laughs) but I've I've heard the bottles clinking I was sitting the like liquor bottles clinking around I've heard people talking in the other room I've heard Eli saying daddy from his room when you and him were both not in the house and I was home alone because you were working (laughs) And you're, the only thing you can do is just sit there and be like, nope, oh, you don't exist.
0: You need to talk about the seance room that we went to. We went Ew. to, uh, mm. so we live near Casadega, which is a spiritual hub. So they do a uh, haunted ghost tour every Saturday and Sunday night, Friday, Saturday night, something Friday like that. Friday and Saturday, yeah. Um, and we went to where, so they're a spiritualist camp, which means they have like church. Essentially their version of church every week. And, uh, some of the diehards will have seances and I, seances to me sound crazy because you're opening, when you do a seance, you're, you're with somebody that's very trained in it or you are trained in it and you open, like you talk to entities, but there's no guarantee that you're talking to. That's the biggest thing with like the afterlife and paranormal is that when you think you're talking to something,
1: you don't know what it you is. don't know what you're talking Mm-mm. to.
0: And those things they have, they have the, the insight and the knowledge that you would use to be like, Oh, I'm talking to grandpa. You know, But
1: they mimic, they know, they know you. Know. you they it's know like everything. leaving
0: your front door open and hoping something good comes in. If yeah. you live in a good neighborhood, maybe, you know, if the energy is good in that seance room, yeah, probably. But you is there also, a chance that somebody's going to walk through your front door when you leave it wide open?
1: You also have to trust that everyone in there has the right energy, the good right intentions, because everything is driven by intention. And if you've got one person in there that wants to be funny and try to summon something evil, everyone else is suffering from it. Yeah. I wouldn't do seances.
0: But you so because mm-hmm. the lady that was we were doing the tour with, she was like, you know, we'll do seances. We'll we'll watch a chair spin on one leg. What? <laughs> I don't know. if She was lying or what? That is some. That's crazy. Like why? It's and poltergeist
1: she, activity, which is not good. Well, that's she not said that, And
0: I was like, you don't like. If the first thing is twenty twenty three, if that actually happened, the first thing someone's gonna do is film it. Like so, that was little Well, supposedly like,
1: oh. they don't bring their phones in there.
0: Yeah. Well, phones have a lot of energy attached to them. They're easier yeah. to read than palms now. That's why when you go to a psychic reading. They don't read your palm anymore. They read your phone because of all the energy that you put into that thing. That's you're like, connected with it. Yeah, it's wild. so maybe that's why they don't have phones in there. Um, but so we, she was like, Do "You want?" She asked our group. We had a small group. She goes, "You want to go to the seance room?" And she's like, "You'll feel it." She's like, "You
1: weren't allowed to go in because energy sealed off. It's sacred. Like you can't like introduce new energy because they've been working on it for so long." Yeah, like
0: it's, but, I, I, yeah, because it's it's like i believe that rooms can harness the energy that like this room right here like this studio every time i go to do a podcast it gets more of a vibe Mm -hmm. and now that that does come with experience but i also believe that there's an energy like when you start clicking things on and like things are rock and rolling there's an energy
1: it ignites a mood out of you. Yeah. Which it, it invokes an emotion just like you would invoke an energy or invoke a spirit. And I truly believe homes become sentient beings well, when you've mean. lived in, the, in, in them for so long. All so right. we'll a space can absolutely do that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't
0: want to forget about that, but we're in the middle of the Sam's room. So we go to. Oh, the, we did not right in the middle of it. We're in the middle of the story. We
1: go to the back of the church or temple and um, she opens the door. and She's like, you can stand in the threshold, but don't go inside. She opens that door, and you felt it too.
0: I felt it. We, we were
1: talking about it with the other people on the tour also.
0: Yeah, it was uh, just an, a heavy presence. It's weird.
1: It, wasn't, it didn't feel bad, but it did not feel welcoming. Yeah, it was very it was heavy. A heavy
0: you know, it's just I, the way to explain it <laughs> is kind of like when you go and do it. I don't know. There's no way it to explain like It feels like
1: someone just dropped a weighted blanket on you. It almost takes your breath away. It's like a very, it's odd. And I'm sure people have experienced things like this before. But.
0: Yeah, I'm sure people got rooms in their houses that are just like.
1: I don't like oh it in bueno. there. Mm-hmm. And
0: it, there's no reason for it. It's just the feeling. Or a
1: corner. Every time you walk by, you think you see something. Don't ignore that. You do. Just <laughs> it's say. haunted.
0: All right. So, but you saw.
1: So, she opened the door and. I could feel the, um, I could feel the, I have a headache. I'm not like summoning my psychic powers, um, (laughs) that I don't have. But anyway, I could feel the energy. I could feel like we were watching someone take a shower almost like we shouldn't have been there. Yeah. And
0: feeling the vibe you got.
1: Yeah. Like, and then you got caught, you know, like that's the feeling.
0: I hate it when that happens.
1: (laughs) Happens to me all the time. I hate it. So. I'm watching the people go up one by one and standing in the threshold. And all of a sudden, I look past a guy. And I look into the room. And there's this, like, very tall, dark, dark, like, shadow. And there's red light in there.
0: Like dark as
1: in. Like the blackest black. (laughs) Like a TV screen. So there's this. (laughs) I've drawn a picture of it Because I'm weird like that (laughs) But (laughs) It was girthy (laughs) No Anyway It was a very tall bald man And he I remember you drew it I I did You still have it No but I could draw it again Because it's stuck in my memory It's stuck in there And I like If you could make eye contact With a spirit I made eye contact with him And I was like I know you're there like telepathically in my head, I was. So like, you just thought it. Yeah, but I was like trying to give the vibe off to him, and I was like, "I know you're there. I see you. I know you don't want us here. I'm just gonna take a look, see, and then I'm gonna leave." Pretty much. Yeah. And he just stood there, and then he disappeared. Kind like a, a zoo while. animal.
0: Like you know it's wrong that mm-hmm. they're in there, but you're not gonna not look.
1: Yeah, and he was like, it was almost like he was just like, um, "What are you doing in my swamp?" You know, he wasn't evil, didn't feel evil. Just felt like he did not care. Like he probably, like you said, he felt like a zoo animal. But it was very unnerving. And I told the lady about it and she was like, yeah, that makes sense. And didn't really acknowledge it any more than She didn't like me. No, she did not like whatever vibe you were giving off.
0: Did not like me at all. I didn't say a damn word to her, but she still didn't like me. She liked me. Well, I get that from people a lot. Like I get that feeling that like. People either really like think I'm cool. They like either really person, like you or they really don't or like they you fucking hate me. <laughs> and they don't know why. Yeah, but, um,
1: that was that. But that was a fun interaction.
0: Have you know, We had any other ones. We had Bonnie. I got a twig thrown at my nose. We had Do you like,
1: remember when we both woke up from a demon dream at the same time? In this house. I don't think so. Uh, I have did. We
0: know at the time that, or we did. We talk about it the next day. Did I we think we thought?
1: said it at the time because I've I freaked out. We I have really really vivid dreams all the time, and they're usually pretty morbid or like apocalyptic. I have a lot of apocalypse dreams. I don't know why. So I had this horrible dream that you were possessed, and I couldn't save you. I was trying to get the demon to leave, and you were, you were too far gone, and it was trying to get me. So I was running through this, like, it was horrifying. I, you know, when you have a dream, you can't explain it to somebody because you were the one that was feeling it. It was the most, I woke up sick. I was sweating like it was horrible. I woke up in a panic. I was having, like, a panic attack, and you woke up at, like, the same time, randomly, not to me, but just randomly. And you were like, I was having this horrible dream, and I was like, me too. And it was pretty much the same concept where a demon was trying to get you or get me, or there was a demon in your dream. It was very similar to mine. I remember that. And I looked up, and I could see a cloud, like a dark cloud above our bed. And I was, like, trying to blink because I'm like, I just woke up. Maybe I'm, like, got something in my eye. And I watched it float into our closet and disappear are you for real yes you're trying to scare me no i watched and it. and then we got mold well we had mold already and i was uh, like you know maybe it's it. the mold like
0: the molds we had a really bad uh our ac pretty much essentially our ac was not functioning correctly and the unit uh it flooded us, the walls. Without us knowing, it molded all the walls. So we Well, get that them.
1: shit pisses me off because we had two AC guys come look at it. And they're like, no, it's fine. The wall's supposed to take yeah, on water. I'm like, okay.
0: Anyway, so you watched a dark mass float into our closet?
1: Yep. And it was... That's good to know. It was horrifying. And that's why, like, I don't... Hmm.
0: In this house? Yes. I'm starting to believe that during this podcast, one if one of us has a demon attached to us. Because... I did not know that. Yeah. What's up Let's call him Larry? Larry. I'm not acknowledging it. I'm Larry not going
1: to address it.
0: Oh, I'm not addressing that.
1: Anyway, so that was that story. That was horrifying.
0: So <laughs> how do you fix something like that? We're going to address it. This is the this is a controversial podcast. So we'll put Larry. Larry can sit right here next. No, to me.
1: don't say. And shit then.
0: Like uh, we get down we'll get down to the nitty-gritty. So, how do you handle that? You have to cuz you can't call it's not a doctor thing.
1: Everyone has a different inter- everyone has a different idea of how to get rid of something like that. Every culture has a different thing, every religion has a different thing. Um, it's actually really interesting in a I've heard this from a Muslim person, so don't come at me, I might be wrong. I find this interesting. In the Muslim culture, when things like that happen, they do a um, ritual where they pray, like incessantly at every corner of the house. Like they pray a prayer, and it's so, it's like this really intense ritual where they're there for hours, meticulously like going through the house, banishing this evil spirit in the name of their god and. Anyway, but um, if you're religious, you can have uh, somebody come bless the home. A religious person come bless the home. Um, You can have the house exercised. But we don't have... Or... Sorry. (laughs) Shut up. I'm not. I'm just kidding. But um, some people use sage.
0: But we don't have problems in this house. That's the only time I've ever heard of a story with this house.
1: Well, you know, I do also believe, without going down another rabbit hole, this episode could be four hours long, to be honest with you. Because there's so many different... Like, the dream realm. The dream world. I believe, personally... I'm open to being wrong, but this is what I believe. When you dream, especially when you dream very vividly, you are going to... You're experiencing another reality. Mm. So it's actually happening, but in another place. Some people call it the simulation. Like, there's a thing where if you ask... If you lucid dream not intentionally, don't intentionally lucid dream. Bad things happen. You can train you can like train yourself to lucid dream. I don't know. I would never you're just opening yourself up to bad things. But if you lucid dream like you're in a dream and you're like, Oh, I'm in a dream, I know this. Um, if you ask somebody the time and the date, they get really mad.
0: When they lucid dream?
1: Yeah, like if like next time if, if anybody's listening and you have a lucid dream and you find somebody, ask them the date and time. The in people your dream. the people in the dream, they get really angry. Why? And some people say it's because it's a government simulation. And they're actually people <laughs> somewhere and you're figuring it out and they're like getting mad that you're figuring out that you're in a simulation. No. <laughs> if you get paranoid easily, please shut this off. Yeah. Now. Probably should have shut it off a while ago, but Anyway, yeah, I I think that dreams are real places and things can follow you here from dreams, so it could have just been that I could have just gotten something in my dream and I brought it here and it went away. I don't know.
0: I'm getting like I'm all the hairs on me. I know. I can up. see you got like goosebumps. every hair in my body's standing up right now, and I'm not particularly scared or anything. I just.
1: Well, I think a lot of it is the unknown. And that's what freaks people out the most is the unknown because you don't know what it is, and if you see something or hear something. No, it would
0: really suck, and I'd be really disappointed if these any of these electronics shut off because we were doing a paranormal episode. Because that's.
1: And we can't get up and check.
0: I probably can. I probably will in a minute. But like that's something when you when we ghost hunt. That's a known thing. Is that the energy, it can shut off your equipment. We've had things left running that were just, the machine was turned off. Oh, at the graveyard? Yeah.
1: Yeah, my recorder. Yeah. My task cam. Um, yeah, we left a, re- there's an old graveyard that we used to go do every once in a while, and one of the graves was from an old Civil War guy, and I've caught orbs around his grave and things like that, and he, I looked him up, and he was a very renowned member of the community back then and I was like, oh maybe he's if he's here, you know, cuz graveyards unless there's a reason why somebody would be there um, typically graveyards aren't super hotbeds for that kind of stuff because they're already dead. It's just a resting place, but yeah. But you can still get you can get something anywhere to be honest, but we left a reco- the task cam going and we walked away, and I left it going because I was hoping to catch a, a disembodied voice or something like that. And it shut off. It stopped recording, and then it recorded. It started recording again.
0: Yeah, that was weird.
1: By itself, it caught. It, it caught had like us tr- walking tr- two away. Two tracks,
0: like it created a whole another.
1: It was one track. It was like it got cut together. Yeah. It was like. Because we were there for probably 20 minutes. I left it running for maybe 15 of those minutes. And the recording was four minutes long. And it was when we walked away, you could hear us walking away. Nothing. And then you could hear our truck coming up, driving up to it, and me picking it up and turning it off. But there was like 10 whole minutes of that that should have been on there that wasn't there. It was wild. Absolutely wild.
0: Yeah, I mean...
1: I think that was the same time that I saw, I heard that thing in the woods, and we got a a voice on our.
0: Yeah, we we have evidence of, you know, unexplainable phenomena. Yes, we're is not it phenomena saying it's Is it phenomena or ghosts. phenomenons? Phenomena. <laughs> phenomena is just the in Phenomena general, is the yeah. In general, phenomenons.
1: It's phenomenon. Phenomenon, but. Vietnamese.
0: Vietnamese. V- Vietnamese.
1: Vietnamese.
0: <laughs> How do you say it?
1: Vietnamese. Vietnamese.
0: Uh, I mean, yeah, the um, paranormal world is. I'm drawn to it. I mean, the way I look at it, like YOLO, you know, I, I think that.
1: YOLO. That's a terrible way to. Go uh, I mean, it. like
0: I'm not getting too deep into my personal life. I've like been like super low and so now like I not a lot scares me as far as like, like, Oh my God, it's so, like horrifying. Like I don't like I, it doesn't scare me. Um, cause I mean, I believe we've talked about it. Like I believe that, you know. Uh, the reason why I can't get down with organized religion is because if you don't do this, you're going to hell. Like you can't tell me that somebody that's a good person is going to go burn in hell because whatever. So I know I'm a good person and you know, I, I, I think when you can utilize this stuff, you can be of an asset to good. Does that make sense? Probably not.
1: I know what you're trying to say. I think it's just difficult because
0: I don't know why everybody You can't
1: willy nilly just going at it. Scared.
0: Like everybody's everybody's so terrified of like demon hunting.
1: Of what ghosts?
0: No, well yes, people are scared of ghosts. But what ghosts are different because once you once you really understand ghosts, it's not scary. Um I used to like like imagine this. You're laying in bed and you hear someone say, Hey, and you get tapped, right? That's horrifying at first. But if you understand ghosts, the it's kind of like people, like majority of the paranormal is not, I mean, I don't think, is not negative. It's not out to get you. It's not out to cause you harm. They're just... It's it is it's there. So, I don't know
1: if anybody really knows that, that's why it's scary because yeah, you don't know what it but is. But when you
0: like know, like most ghosts are like just curious, and they will most ghosts will listen to your commands when you tell them, don't do this, don't do that, don't do this. Like, like Dave, they're, it, David. Yeah, like we you know we investigated another, another guy. They just get. I don't. They're not humans anymore. So they're like. I think they use what they used to have, like voices and touch. To communicate and it's, you know, they have to be shown limits, you know, just like if like Kendra were to say to me like, hey, get away from me. I'm not, I'm not going to be like, uh, like, I'm just going to get away. That's kind of weird. But that
1: was, do you want me to tell David's that sure. thing with David? So we went, we, we went to a, um, a site where a, a man was found murdered, Dead. And dismembered.
0: He was dismembered.
1: Yes. Ooh. And it was, um, his, his murderers have been brought to justice. This happened a few years ago. This was kind of recent. Um, but we went there because I just felt sad for him. I just felt really like he really, um, a lot of, I'm going to get heat for saying this, but I don't care (laughs) because I'm controversial like that. Anyway, (laughs) that was a joke. Um. I think a lot of times when you when you really look into these, like, true crime cases and murder cases and stuff, the victim had some sort of... Um, they were implicit in their demise. Whether it was intentional, whether it was, you know... They put themselves in a position to be a victim. Does that make sense? I'm not trying to say that anyone deserves to be murdered because... You know,
0: shouldn't have worn that. That's no, a,
1: not yeah. I know that's why I'm trying to be careful because I'm not trying to victim blame. But you know, like Tinder dates, you bring a Tinder date home with you. Yeah, you're putting yourself in a position because you don't know this person. Well, we're
0: you're a former cop. I'm still a cop. Like that's why. Like you look at what people do and you're like, you're an idiot. Home
1: you're, invasions you're, are you're, usually not. Yeah, home, home
0: invasions are never, never, never random. There's always it's a when rare, you go to a rare home occasion, invasion, you have to pretty much ask the victim, like, what was in here that they were looking for. How do you know this person that yeah, home how, invaded yeah, you? Like,
1: yes, and nine times out of ten, it's a drug thing or an mo- infidelity thing or a whatever.
0: No, nah, it's mainly it's mainly drugs. Mostly drugs, yeah. yes. Or because it's a stash house or they got money or.
1: But there was something about this guy because there are cases of murders where the victim was not implicit at all, like. I forget her name, so I'm sorry, but there was a woman that she literally got snatched off the road while she was on a jog and she was raped and murdered in this guy's vehicle. This guy had no idea who she was. She she didn't know who he was. He saw her. He liked her. He snatched her. He raped and murdered her. That was a... Like
0: a Florida case? And this is a
1: grown... No, it wasn't in Florida. This was a grown woman. She was a teacher. It was horrible. Okay. Um... Anyway, there are cases like that. I'm just trying to say like there are cases that don't <laughs> God anyway, <laughs> there was something about this guy that just made me feel like something wasn't right there because the circumstances of it he was with these two people that he had just met. Something went down, he was murdered and dismembered, and there was just something
0: he to, had just met them did they prove he that? met
1: they, he met them at some party or something like that, but they weren't close they weren't friends, friends. Yeah. no. So, we go there, and I get, again, I get these dumps, and there was something about it that made me feel like he was maybe a little slow, mentally, and we're, we're on this trail in the woods, and I feel someone rush up on me, and I was like, because we were getting activity on our spirit box and some of the, like, other equipment. That oh, we
0: yeah, we had a spirit box rolling, and he, did he say David. You said, you asked
1: a question, and he said, I'm David.
0: Yeah, I'm David. We have all this documented, but it's really hard to remember these, you know, throughout the years. Yeah,
1: so I just got the impression that he was, like, slower, and I told him, I said, you know, if you want to communicate with me, you have to do it through this piece of equipment. Don't touch me. Like, back off. And I felt the feeling went away. It wasn't malicious. It was like somebody not knowing personal space because they don't understand social cues. That's what it felt like.
0: I mean, it's kind of like a ghost sometimes kind of feels like a dog that just wants to, like, get to know you, but they don't know, like, that jumping on you is bad, and you have to, like, but, I mean, yeah, so.
1: Um, I don't know where a good ending point would be. That was kind of like a, a cliff drop-off. Yeah, we could do
0: a part two one day. Try to get somebody uh, in here that can explain the paranormal
1: yeah, this was also a very, like, last minute. We didn't really put this episode together. We just kind of sat down and started talking. So mm-hmm. it is a little all over the place. But um, this, I know this is a topic that interests a lot of people. So if...
0: Yeah, the um, shit's real. The shit is real. Um, I guess the the safest way to go about it is living in ignorance and not acknowledging anything and just staying away from it. And then, you know, for people that poke the bear... You know, do it safely. Um, there's no, there's no harm in ghost hunting. That's when you, uh, like go a little beyond ghost hunting, which. you yeah, don't don't try bit. to be
1: Zach Bagans and like run in there and be like, "What's up, demons? What are you gonna do now?" That's a, not a good idea. Don't do that. Don't be like Zach Bagans.
0: What's up, demons? What are you gonna do now? Me and Larry. Just to our be clear, and
1: just to be clear, yeah, we do like Zach Bagans. Here we are. Zach Bagans stands, and yes, we know that he may or may not be one hundred percent authentic, because he is first and foremost a filmmaker yeah. at heart. So
0: shows shows <laughs> are gonna be. I'd say sixty percent truth, forty percent uh, fabricated stuff.
1: They have to. They have to make sure that they have material to put on TV. It's not going to be real one hundred percent of the time. The paranormal world is not like it's portrayed on yeah, TV. Yeah,
0: and I can say that because when you make a podcast, um, sometimes those podcast vibes they're not insanely funny. They they get more serious, and I have to purposely. Put jokes in there or bring comedy because that's what I want, but it doesn't come naturally. So sometimes, like you know, like tonight, but
1: you have to curate that. Sometimes, yeah,
0: you know, and you know, it's 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 like fabricated in there. It's not, but it, it makes for you know this podcast has to have certain types of things to it. Or I don't be I don't know I'm not I don't know if people wouldn't listen to it, but it's starting to build its own brand. So.
1: Yeah, and when you first started, you you told me that you were trying to make it like a kind of an everything type of podcast. You didn't want it to be niche down to just yeah. law enforcement.
0: I don't know how people can listen to a podcast about the same fucking thing over. But
1: there. the numbers don't lie; people love to listen to you and Sam talk about <laughs> the yeah. military and law enforcement. Yeah,
0: so. I mean, again, there's only. I mean, guests are guests are good, but you know, physical guests they come on; they bring a new element to it. They bring some new, like, uh.
1: And you have to hope they show up. Huh? And you have to hope they show up.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, like.
1: I'm joking. I'm not digging <laughs> at him. I know he, he <laughs> had important things to do today, honestly.
0: Yeah. But I mean, um, just bringing in another person just kind of changes it a little bit. It's almost like bringing so many people. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> when people bring other people into their marriage, like, It spices it up a little bit. It brings (laughs) something different. Um, uh, then I started doing remote podcasts. So, um, I uh, with those I'm able. They're not. I don't like them. I don't like the. uh, I I like them. I don't like the camera on my computer. Um, I'm not gonna go out and buy another fucking camera. And they're just meant to connect with people and interview people that aren't that can't like physically come here. Um, so they They run on Thursdays, but um let's plug shellshock, so we're still on the hunt for sponsors. We've secured two uh two of the support sponsored packages. We still got the presented by sponsor package open uh there's only one of those, and then we've got uh four more of the four more. Four more, sorry, four more of the uh, supporting sponsor packages. So, again, if you know anybody that would be interested in sponsoring a PTSD charity and awareness uh, concert, let me know. Hit me up in my DMs, and uh, and then I think we're gonna start promoting it fairly soon. We're trying to secure the headliner, and it's been a pain in the ass. So, my If it takes a lot longer, I might just go ahead and announce it with a headliner TBA.
1: A surprise headliner? Yeah, I mean, it's just you on a kazoo. (laughs) 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 Surprise!